the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, June the 23rd, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On June 23rd, 1888, abolitionist Frederick Douglass, he received one vote from the Kentucky delegation at the Republican Convention in Chicago. That effectively made him the first black candidate to have his name placed in nomination for the U.S. president. The Democrats talk about how much they want to do for the black community and so on all the time, but sometimes it's forgotten that it was the Republicans who first placed in nomination a black candidate. Benjamin Harris won, ended up winning the, uh, the candidacy for the party, but Douglas was on the docket. Today, in 1947, the Senate joined the House in overriding President Harry S. Truman's veto of the Taft-Hartley Act. The Taft-Hartley Act was essentially uh, was an attempt to limit the power of organized labor, and Harry lost that one. Today, in 1956, Nasser was elected president of Egypt. Today, in 1972, President Richard Nixon signed Title IX, was barring discrimination on the basis of sex for any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. We now know that that was turned, has been turned on its head. It was never, the intent of that was never to let men pretend to be girls and compete against girls in sports. It was never for that, but that's where we are today in our culture. But that came into being, Title IX, Today in 1972. <clears throat> Today in 1995, Dr. Jonas Salk, he was the the doctor, the pioneer who developed the first vaccine for polio. He died in La Jolla, California. He was 80 years old. And today in 2016, Britain voted to leave the European Union after a bitterly divisive referendum campaign. It actually caused Prime Minister David Cameron to step down from his office, he uh, it was it split the country essentially, and that argument and debate continues to this day. There's some people that are very angry on both sides of that issue, but I I they left the the union or voted to leave the union. Psalm 31 says, "In Thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in Thy righteousness." Bow down thine ear to me, deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock, my fortress, therefore for thy name's sake lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Can you identify with that verse? I think most of us can, at least at one time or another in our life, perhaps more so in recent years, we live in a very um, a very divisive culture today. We live in a divisive world. It's hard to sort out what is and is not true. It's hard to 
sometimes to stand for what is right. There is such resistance to the truth, particularly to God's truth, God's word, God's principles and values. But we live in a world today where it's never been more important that we let our light shine and not put it under a bushel. We need to stand firm. We need to stand on the rock of our salvation. And we need to be the people of God. Not perfect. Jesus is perfect. We are not. But we need to stand in this just tempestuous times where the winds are blowing in all directions at the same time. Hunter Biden was spotted socializing with top politicians last night, public figures at this opulent state dinner. The dinner was in honor of the um, the Indian Prime Minister, Narendra Modi. But uh, there was Hunter right in the middle of all these guys. AG Attorney General Merrick Garland and all these guys. He was in there socializing with them. And uh, he's agreed to plead guilty to a tax charges and is also entering into a, a pretrial diversion agreement. The, the Justice Department is supposed to be prosecuting him and punishing him for what he has done wrong. And, the, and they're socializing and drinking it up and everything's going to be just fine. That's the world we live in. The pictures of him are there. I mean, he was, he was like a dignitary from another country or something. And uh, we were having a great time. No wonder... President Joe Biden and his son Hunter and others associated with the family, James and Hazel and all of them, no wonder they don't show much stress. They know things are handled. At least they believe they are. And so far, so good, as they say. Yesterday, the Supreme Court said they will decide whether to hear a case. It's Kincaid versus Williams. The reason I mention this is that it turns on whether gender dysphoria is a protected category under the Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA, a decision that brings into focus how the clash over transgender rights could arrive on the high court's docket in the days just before the 2024 presidential election. That would be a very hot issue in the culture for sure. And the intent of this is to expand the ADA rights for transgenders so they can get free surgeries and all of this. It's interesting, though, in doing so, I think, and I don't know if others are saying this or not, but it looks like to me this could really backfire on the transgender agenda and their advocates because if if the Supreme Court would happen to take this case, and they may not, but if they would happen to take this case and it would be heard just before the, in the run-up to the 2024 presidential election, it seems like if they ruled in the way that the transgenders want them, the activists, the millions of dollars that are behind them, want them to rule, it would undermine them more than it would help them because it would classify them as a... um, as a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activities. I mean, it would put them in a category that they consistently try to normalize. 
So maybe there's something I'm missing on this. I don't know. I haven't spent a lot of time studying it, but that's what came to my mind as I was looking over some of the things that the Supreme Court may or may not be accepting. And they may turn turn it down. They may decide not to hear that case. I don't know. But that'll be announced soon. And if they were to accept it, it will be prior to the election. And I could see that could be a, a kind of a hot-button issue if that becomes the case. I want to take a moment this morning just to remind you that this program is completely, totally uh, paid for, underwritten by the viewers or the listeners who uh, believe in what we're doing. So I would just encourage you to remember, we're running a little bit behind in June. In fact, too much behind in June, and we're not on budget. We normally are, but we're not this month. And for whatever reason, um, the bills are coming due on the 1st of July and and so I would just encourage you to, if you have not, if you do support our program, if you haven't, um, maybe you've forgotten about it or something, please do. If you could do something to help with this matter and help us catch up, that would be terrific. And I thank you in advance. Our address is box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I've talked about the Satanic Temple several times on this program because they are getting traction. You say, oh, you know, I don't, I don't care about what they're doing. Well, we should care because they're really penetrating schools and other institutions around the country. They're doing so uh, somewhat wisely, I might say, <laughs> I have to say, the way they're doing it. They have now announced that they are going to have a tour in state capitals around this around the country, and they're going. It's called "Let Us Burn" tour, <laughs> and it was inspired, they say, by Sean Voigt. He's a worship leader guy, and he's going around holding these a kind of a rally, but it's really just a, a worship time where people sing and and there's spoken word as well. But he's going around, and he's attracting thousands of people to these things and kids and adults as well. But he his is called "Let Us Worship" tour. It's been happening at state capitals all across the nation and in other places as well. But he's really focused on going to to the state capitals. And as I said, I've mentioned this before. Well, they say that he inspired, the Satanists say that he inspired them to have their own uh, tour. And they're calling it Let Us Burn. And they have a rock group that will be going with them. And they're going to be applying for permits to do this at the capitals because Sean Voigt has been given permits to do it at the capitals and have a Christian uh, worship time, um, and not all capitals, but a number of them already, and his focus is to be at every one during the course of this year, every capital. So anyway, he's responded to the announcement that the Satanic Temple co-founder and spokesperson, this Lucian Greaves, he plans to copy Voigt's Let Us Worship capital tour with his own version. So Foyt has responded, and Foyt's, uh, this Greaves band is called Satanic Planet. You can imagine, I don't know what the songs or whatever they will do, but I don't know how many people will turn out to it, but that's their plan. And that, the Satanic Planet will lead this tour visiting every state capital across the United States, just like the Christians are doing. So Sean Voigt, he comes back and he says special thanks to, or a grief says special thanks to Sean Voigt and his state capital Let Us Worship Tour for paving the way for Satanic Planet's 
tour, Let Us Burn Capital Tour, coming soon. That's what Greaves tweeted last week. So <laughs> Lucian Greaves, this co-founder and spokesperson for the Satanic Temple, announced that his band, Satanic Planet, will be mimicking a Sean Voigt, which is a worship kind of a service, a gathering. And uh, according to his website, I looked into it a little bit, He, uh, the Satanic Temple is the only Satanic religious organization, they say, recognized as a church by the IRS and the federal court system. And I suspect that's right. I don't know, but that's what they claim. He claims the organization doesn't believe in the existence of Satan or or they're supernatural. But there is, he must believe because they could be possessed. I mean, they act like they are. They say they're Satanists and they're certainly trying to elevate him, but they say they don't believe in the existence of Satan or supernatural. So to at least some of them, Apparently, it's just a game. It's just having fun with Christians and our Constitution and our country and the communities around our country. Kind of reminds me, honestly, and I, I, I say this with no joy, but it kind of reminds me of some devout Catholics, some of them in leadership in our country, in our government. They talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. These guys are doing all this stuff, but they say they don't believe in the one that they claim to be honoring and worshiping and elevating. Greaves also released a statement. He explained why he's going on this tour. And I think it, these are, this is important for us to know because th- this is not, it's a growing uh, presence, the satanic movement. And we need to be aware of that. It's growing in a vacuum because too many churches are not speaking the truth, to turning on the light in the darkness, speaking the truth from the pulpits, from any other venue that we have to speak from. We're just not doing it. And it's sad. I don't mean that as a criticism, but I, I mean it as, as, a, as a warning. I mean, <laughs> we are supposed to be the voice, the preachers the voice of the Lord speaking to the people from the word of God about the culture, about the life of the people. And we're not doing it. In many cases, some are. I mean, there's no question there are churches today that are standing firm and standing tall and standing strong. But too many are just sort of silently watching. And even if they agree with taking a stand in the culture for righteousness, they don't act on it because they don't want the consequences. And there are consequences. In fact, this Sean Voigt, he's just, he's being attacked everywhere he goes. I don't know him. I've never met him, but I I know quite a bit about him. And I know people who know him, but I don't know him. But I do know that I've watched what he's doing at these events, and I've seen nothing that gave me concern, I'll tell you. He's honoring the Lord. He's leading worship, and he's traveling around the country with his wife and his three or four kids. And uh, they're doing what they believe God has called them to do. But I read this, and I think he posted this um, either yesterday or day before yesterday. He said uh, on his Sean Voigt's uh, Twitter account, he said, Our car was broken into and my guitar stolen from downtown Spokane last night. He said it was my 67 Gallagher. 
That was a gift from Ray Hughes with a prophetic story. He said, it's irreplaceable. I'm devastated. He said, pray for justice. Pray for our family. Pray against these constant attacks. It's getting tiring. (laughs) It does get tiring. But hang in there, Sean. (laughs) Things will get worse. Um, The darkness doesn't like the light. The darkness tries to resist the light, but the light overcomes darkness. In other words, if you you don't have if you turn on a light in a dark room, the darkness flees. And I think that's what we're talking about in getting the word of God put forward in the culture, in the community, and in people's hearts and lives. But grief says, according to the law, the government must remain neutral regarding religious viewpoints when granting permission to parties seeking to take advantage of public accommodations. Obviously, this was written by a lawyer. And he continues, For this reason, the fact that public representatives have, have allowed Foyt to perform openly Christian nationalist events within state capitol buildings leaves little in the way of a legal rationale whereby satanic planet might be denied. This is a typical of the satanic temple. They attempt to create satanic kids clubs in schools and they always target the schools that have a Christian club. If they've allowed a Christian club, then they go in on the basis of, well, you allowed the Christians, so now you have to allow the satanic group. So far, Satanic Planet has submitted a request to perform at Indiana State Capitol on August the 12th and um, they've started their fundraising. It's called the Let Us Burn Capital Tour. They have a budget of $15,000. They said they've raised about 19% of it. Don't send them any money. We will not be able to sell tickets in the Capitol grounds, he says. We will surely drop protests. The stage and sound will likely be difficult, and the cost will not be insignificant. Then he said this. He said, however, we cannot stand by idly. Get this now. This is coming from a satanic guy. However, we cannot stand by idly as theocratic extremists. I I hope I'm included in that group. We're not extreme. We're simply standing for the truth. But these guys are in such utter darkness. They see someone who serves the true and living God as extreme. They're given such an elevated public platform, the Christians, to spread their divisive message without reminding everybody that that stage is equally theirs as well, meaning the satanic people. Voigt seeks to use the stage to announce a theocratic string, uh, stranglehold over the United States government, they say, and we seek to rectify that by reestablishing pluralism. Does he not know that America was founded by Christians upon Judeo-Christian values and principles? We weren't founded on pluralism. That's an accommodation that was given because of this, of a religious conviction that all people have a right to believe what they believe, as opposed to England in those days and elsewhere now. Does he not know this? Of course he knows it. Certainly he knows that. Everybody knows that, if they care at all. 
James Madison, one of our founding fathers, says, There are more instances of abridgment of the freedom of the people by the gradual and silent encroachment of those in power than by violent or sudden usurpation. We have leadership today that is leading us away from that fundamental premise in America. He also said, James Madison, and he's not alone. He's not like the only guy that was saying this. They were all saying this. James Madison said religion is the basis and foundation of our government. He said, we have staked the whole future of American civilization, not upon the power of government, far from it. We have staked the future of all of our political institutions upon the capacity of each and all of us to govern ourselves, to control ourselves, to sustain ourselves, according to the Ten Commandments. That's how this nation, that was the spirit and the intent. A generation later, Daniel Webster, he was born in 1782, He spent two terms in the House and one term in the Senate. He's revered by many as the greatest statesman that ever served this country in Congress. He said, hold on, my friends, to the Constitution and to the Republic for which it stands. Miracles do not cluster. What has happened once in 6,000 years may not happen again. Hold on to the Constitution, for if the American Constitution should fail, there will be anarchy throughout the world. That's how strongly he believed in the Constitution. The basis of that... He said, and I quote, he said, if we abide by the principles taught in the Bible, our country will go on prospering and to prosper. But if we in our posterity neglect its instruction and authority, no man can tell how sudden a catastrophe may overwhelm us and bury all all our glory in profound obscurity. Then he said this, finally, let us not forget the religious character of our origin. Our fathers were brought hither by their high veneration for the Christian religion. They journeyed by its light. They labored in its hope. They sought to incorporate its principles with the elements of their society and to diffuse its influence through all our institutions, civil, political, literary. Let us cherish these sentiments, he said. Extend this influence still more widely in full conviction that it is the happiest society which partakes in the highest degree of the mild and peaceful spirit of Christianity. That's what these guys are fighting. That's what they're standing against. The battle has been won. Satan has been defeated. America was founded not on satanic principles of pluralism or whatever, but we were founded on biblical, very deliberately and intentionally founded upon biblical principles. Foyt responded to Greaves' announcement. He said, quote, on, on Twitter, he said, Imitation is the highest form of flattery, and Satan has never had the creative ability. He only tries to pervert what has already been created. And guess what? It's always weaker, it's a ripoff, and many more pathetic than the original, and much more pathetic than the ritual, than the original. This is true. For every truth of God, Satan has an alternative lie. He is the father's father of lies. We should not become obsessed with the activities of Satan. There are people that are just in my life, my entire adult life in ministry, I've seen people obsessed with it, the devil this, the devil that. You know, what I, sometimes I've, I've said to them in love, you know, look up, stop looking down. But conversely, we must be aware of what's going on, particularly when it's this blatant in our culture. 
There's an elevated interest in Satan in America. And it's not just this satanic temple, although they're on the rise. I mean, they're expanding pretty dramatically. I've seen some numbers of the numbers of people joining them. It's nothing like Christianity for sure, but the the numbers are growing. Yesterday I mentioned on this program, and if you were listening, you'll remember, I I mentioned that images of satanic statues being sold at Hobby Lobby appeared online. Christians were stunned when they saw the satanic images on the shelves of the Christian-owned Hobby Lobby. I wrote an article today about what I'm talking about right now on faithandfreedom.us. That's our website. And I included the picture that this woman put out there showing in a Hobby Lobby store all these all these images of, of satanic figures on the shelf. Just like when you walk through Hobby Lobby, man, it looks real. But it wasn't. 237,000 people viewed it just in minutes after it had gone online. But then we learned that Jennifer Vineyard, a member of the Satanic Temple, the same group, had designed the images using artificial intelligence and posted them on the Internet to mislead Christians into believing that this devoutly Christian family, the Green family, that owns Hobby Lobby had somehow betrayed their faith in God. They haven't. This was fake. There's none of this in Hobby Lobby stores. She said, I just thought it would be funny to use the satanic decor since Hobby Lobby pretends to be a Christian store. Students at publicly funded Texas universities are now able to enroll in courses about witches, black magic, the supernatural. This under the guise of, you guessed it, women's studies. Texas Tech University is offering women and gender studies, course 4301 it is. It's titled Witches, Brocious, and Black Magic. It's a course that's listed June 12 on the Lubbock, Kansas website. I put my eyes on it. According to the course description, students will study beliefs and practices, past and present, associated with magic, witchcraft, spirituality, magical realism and religion. I'm quoting from their website. The course curriculum will cover topics including ritual, symbolism, mythology, altered states of consciousness, and healing. Abrucius was a pre-Christian female figure, primarily in, based around Portugal, or what is now Portugal, during the Middle Ages, and is considered a type of vampire entity, and it was known for blood-sucking attacks on infants. There's a whole bunch of information on that, and I'm not going to go into it, trust me. And you don't want me to, but you need to know about it. University of North Texas, another state university, is offering students an anthropology course on magic, witchcraft, and religion. University of Texas is also offering a history of witchcraft course in which students will examine witch beliefs, witchcraft uh, prosecutions in Western Europe and colonial America between 1100 and 1700 and so on. The course's stated main purpose falls under both women's and religious studies is to explain the prosecution of more than 100,000 people, most of whom were women, for the crime of witchcraft in Europe and colonial America. In addition to historical events, the course includes a number, a number of satanic-oriented curricula, including studies on worship of the devil, witchcraft, and the law, demonic 
demonic possession and so on. I thought we should be aware of this, and that's why I took a few minutes to talk about it. Satan is real, but the, his power is limited. He doesn't compete with God's power like good versus evil. He's defeated. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Bible describes him as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, or an angel of light. And he is. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.